I'm gonna do this again without all the fucking. Why would you do it without the fucking? Oh, oh, hey, yep. hey, question Turner. Yep. So there was another thing that came in the package with the ears. Is it a thong? I don't know. That's what I was trying to ask you. Sometimes you, you order shit from Amazon. It comes with a matching thong <laughs> without telling you. <laughs> you are ordering from a different Amazon than I am. That's Amazon's. <laughs> it's, it's some bundling of leather and metals. I got you a cock cage. Um, so <laughs> about the photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you gag? This is way stickier than I thought it was going to be. I hadn't used it in a while, and so it was really loose (laughs) and sticky, and not like how it's supposed to be where you just play with it and then it goes away. It just kept coating and coating. (laughs) You gag too hard. You can't can't gag too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Do not use that audio. You know what I love is that our fans give us shouts out for having dick size mechanics uh, five episodes in. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Although the D&D memes Twitter page is getting blasted for that because apparently it wasn't Pathfinder that has that mechanic. It's some other TTRPG. Yeah, that misses the fucking point. You know, I fucking love it when pedantry ruins a good dick joke. Right. Right. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gimme the Loot Podcast, the TTRPG podcast that puts the TT in their RPG. My name's Turner. I'll be your dungeon master and host of pre-, mid-, and post-show announcements. And no amount of holiday-themed innuendo could compete with that madness, so we'll give it a rest so I can just go get my Yule Log and commence to noggin it. If you're a new listener, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back, you majestic sick weirdos. And of course, a special thank you to our patrons whose support helps us bring you bigger and better content. Not more mature or sophisticated content, but bigger and better content. Oof. Episode 20. Hey, we made it. Uh, That's no milestone. This is like the start of the back third. But, you know, divisible by five. So fucking huzzah. The party debates the efficacy of a quest-based economy and deals with some fantastically original wizards that aren't at all based on my ability to pronounce things. Of course, as you might have guessed by now, Gimme the Loot, not a family-friendly show, due to a mix of crude humor, profanity, gore, and books. There's books in this one. Hey gang, we've been linking to and mentioning BradyUnited.org all season long, and we'll continue to signpost it right up to the end of the year. There is unquestionably an epidemic of gun violence in this country, and it's critical that we do something about it. Reasonable gun laws and safety laws aren't about taking away people's rights. They're about making our communities safer, making our families safer, our kids safer, our friends safer. And to do that, we're going to have to get involved. We're going to have to let people know it matters to us. So head on down to the show notes, click on that link and see how you can get involved. Remember, it doesn't take much to be a better hero than one of the party of five. Here's your chance. And on that note, let's start the show. I'm Tori. I'm going to play Maury, um, a plasmoid character that I am now convinced is could break down any person psychologically one-on-one if they just get up all in their business and don't let go and just kind of 
just get goo everywhere and just envelop them and they'd slowly go insane next oh man that got dark <laughs> wow <laughs> the saddest thing i ever heard <laughs> mark the tape four episodes before we broke her <laughs> oh no. she went real fucking dark <laughs> oh man <laughs> Yeah, I, the ooze turned on me. My sensory box turned on me. It was supposed <laughs> to make me feel better, and then the slime. <laughs> Man, I, 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 I care. I care about her. But it's time for the show, Steeler. It is I, Harlan McKenzie, and I play Todd the T-Flake. T-O-double-D. Your favorite bounty hunter's favorite bounty hunter. The Todd father. Your MVT. Bringing that BTE. Todd. He's the greatest of the universe, and you know it, Jamie. You know it, Jamie. I don't know shit. Who didn't uh-uh? Who didn't fucking do it? Raise your fucking hand. I absolutely didn't uh-uh. You motherfuckers need to get on the goddamn trolley. <laughs> I odd. It was sad, but I odd. I am off the rails, sir. Uh- Jamie doing a disgruntled grunt is fine. I'll allow it. That's Jamie's bit. <laughs> Anthony and Jazz, give me just, just give us a little bit of an uh-uh. I, I need to lead in. Harlan, give us the, the lead in again. Todd. He's the greatest in the universe. All right, that's a start. Eldrin. It's me. I'm Jamie. Uh, I play Eldrin. And did you know that while most people believe that the first owlbears were created by wizards trying to magically fuse a bear and owl together, what actually happened was a botched teleportation spell when some dipshit owl flew into a teleportation circle when a wizard was trying to transport a bear. Uh, Owls sticking their shitty little beaks where they don't belong, as usual. Uh, but then, yeah, wizards tried to replicate that result a bunch until they managed to create the abominations we know and loathe today. Fuck owls. These are these seem like they're getting angrier. They are. They right? Fuck owls, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it all took a turn when it got racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it seems like maybe Eldrin got a few extra follows after that weird alt-right intro he did that one time. <laughs> And now he's leaning into it as a brand. It's not worth the follows, my bro. His friend Joe Goblin. Oh, God. Joe Goblin. This is Jazz, and I play Fate. And yeah, these last few episodes has got him considering going back to school and really trying to perfect his craft to go get his doctorate. Um, and then all of you bitches call him what you want, but you have to call him Dr. Fate. Deal with it. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if the lead up for a fucking copyright strike is worth it, Jazz, but sure, we'll let that float. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool. I mean, you do bear a striking resemblance to Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Anthony, who plays Babatunde. Cool. Where we left off, you guys had resolved the stolen sword and the standoff to determine who would be the department chair of the Department of the Department of Regency Studies and Multicultural Magical Histories. Uh, unfortunately, you did not gauge the reality of the situation and ended up causing Dr. Fafo to be stuck with the chair, uh, much to the M's delight as she scampered off free of the responsibility. Dr. Fafo warned you that the library came with its own perils and that there was, in fact, a secret hidden library underneath it that you had to uh, to figure out your way into, which took you a shocking amount of time because somebody's smart-ass comment about a fantasy Dewey Decimal System totally foreshadowed the puzzle <laughs> that I spent hours researching fucking Dewey Decimal references for. Thanks, Harland. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. You guys got downstairs, found the secret door. Todd got blasted back. You guys went through the puzzle, finally found your way in, and were reunited with a undead golden dragonborn 
from a interlude adventure. That's where we're picking up you guys in the lobby of the secret library that uh, was especially warded against tieflings. Oh, along the way, we discovered that Todd's demological father was actually the progenitor of the entire tiefling species, a wizard that had focused his magic inward to increase his swag because boo nerds and turning himself into a otherworldly being so powerful that he was imprisoned by the nerdy mages at Yalhavar, but not before spreading his seed far and wide, creating a wellspring of progeny uh, that would one day potentially come back to free him. Where we stand right now, you guys are in that antechamber behind Ellis, behind, uh, he had come out from behind the stacks. Again, he is a moldering seven foot two. It doesn't have a spectral look to him, but there are parts where his flesh has peeled back and his bones are visible underneath, but it's not like it's just plain zombie flesh. There's a ghostly apparition remnant of his of his skin in those situations. It's almost like portions of him became transparent. So this is clearly something more than just a dead body that's been reanimated. There's something else going on here. If you remember, he was killed by a finger of death by a powerful lich, Mr. Mistopheles. It's possible that that may have something to do with his current situation, being an employee at the, at the library, and also the guardian and gatekeeper of the passage deeper into the actual shadow library itself. So that's where we start off. So I guess y'all are trying to get down into the other library. Is that correct? That is indeed where we want to go. Thank you, Bob. Well, there's a, there's a little bit of a problem. I see. I just can't let anybody in. I, uh, I have a job as a guardian, and it's kind of my job to make sure that, that you, you earn your way through. That's more than just like the library, like upstairs. That's a whole other thing that's happened underneath here and uh it has implications both magical and personal so and i not only do i have to keep you know looky lose out but i've got to make sure that i uh that i i, I get well you know i get remunerated for my services so does any of y'all have a diamond uh let's say as big as my fist on you oh uh Todd then says, yeah, I've got one. And he shows him his fist. No. And then middle finger. No. Hi. Oh. <laughs> middle finger. Why? Todd. Todd. <laughs> what? Well, I appreciate your spark there, Tiefling. But I'll tell you, you best be careful about pointing fingers at people. Some of us have learned the hard way that it doesn't turn out too well sometimes. <laughs> Let's learn that. I do. Oh, I got fingered to death. Whoa! <laughs> not 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 fingered to death. Fingered of death. Oh, okay. I could see how it would be confusing. That's what I wanted to hear. I remember you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. Wait, what? Hold on. Have we met? I'm sorry. <laughs> From another life. <laughs> uh, okay. It doesn't appear to have the diamond. Um, would one of y'all be willing to take my place as the guardian and spend the rest of eternity as the gatekeeper and uh, also a librarian of the extra secret knowledge of the of Yahavar? Well. It's an immortality of a sort. I, I, I do say access to some of the greatest deepest secrets of Arcanum. Um, does sound interesting. However, being trapped here for all of eternity um, sounds like it would be uh, a bit much to suffer. Um, so thank you for the offer, but uh, no thanks. That's a long journey for a no, son. All right. Uh, we don't. Uh, how about, <laughs> does one of y'all want to give up your voice? That'll work out great on a podcast. <laughs> does anyone other than that one want to give up their voice? <laughs> Seven mouths. <laughs> 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 
How about just one mouth? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck, y'all? I I still didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Let me let me see if I can let me see if I can uh, anti harmony and try and no. He already did it. We got a first try. He already did it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I tell you what. I guess I could, in lieu of. Some fairy tale bullshit. Have y'all just do a simple task for me? What about some drugs? Whoa. I'm sorry, what, ma'am? <laughs> Would you like some demon drugs? He looks at you very clearly intrigued, but then he looks over to Fate. Is he a narc? You got to tell me if he's a narc. <laughs> uh, Fate immediately just puts his hands up and turns around. I don't. I don't see anything. He didn't say a no. That's okay. Th- that fucking f- for sure. No deal there. Then he did not say no. Fate, you have to say the words. I am not a narc. It's the law. I, I'm not a narc. No, see, now he didn't do it when I first responded. See, now, uh, see, now, like, there's there's all kinds of crazy shit. All right. There's nothing I could say that could help. I will never beat these narc allegations. What is happening? It's in your face. You're just making it worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, imagine... John Hodgman, like fantasy John Hodgman. Y'all know the famous wizard, John Hodgman? <laughs> and if John Hodgman were at a, like a death metal concert mm-hmm. trying to buy drugs, yeah. that's the vibe you give <laughs> off, son. And that's not from this season of Poker Face, or is it? Watch <laughs> Poker Face on Peacock, folks. It's good. Anyway, so here's the deal, y'all. Uh, upstairs in the normal library, people check out books. Like the normal students check out books, and when the books are due back, the books just teleport back into the library. That's convenient. Yeah, uh, fucking magic, man. But the thing down here... It's slightly different because my books are a, a little bit extra powerful, uh, which means if they don't bring them back on time, whoever checked them out, it starts to wound them. They start to take damage. Uh, there's an exception to both of those rules. That you see, so like once you have completed your undergraduate studies and have gone from apprenticeship to journeyman wizard, you can conti- decide to continue your studies in any number of different specializations or fields or types, including theoretical magic. And, and look, graduate students or graduate wizards uh, can check a book out, and they don't have the same rules as anybody else because, you know, theoretically, they're using it for any number of purposes. And so the books just stay gone as long as, as they want. Uh, now, with the books upstairs, it's not too big of a problem because they can make more books or they can duplicate them because wizards, y'all. My books are all unique, and there is a group of some very unique casters that have checked out a number of tomes that have been gone for far, far, far too long. I've had more inquiries than I can count, and now there's this huge waiting list, which means people are coming down here all the time. It's just a real pain in the ass, because uh, every time y'all fucking open that door, I got to clean that orb again, and that's just that just makes me feel bad. You know, it just it just makes me feel like oh, I'm already trapped in death, and now I got to fucking wipe this orb off. Anyway, I just would need you guys to go to uh, their tower at the back of the campus and just tell them that you're there to collect the books that I sent them. They will know that. If uh, if they don't comply, then I'm just never going to let them get any more books again. But I can't leave the library, so I can't go and threaten them with that myself. Should be a very simple transaction. Okay. Um, do you mind if I ask a few questions? Besides that one? Yes, besides this one. That's why it's a few questions and not just the one. That's one. Oh, shit. He's counting questions. Okay. Um, just ask away. Ask away. Whose name should we give them as far as, you know, delivering your message? Uh, as far as, you know, who you are and why they should return the books? Ellis, the guardian of the Shadow Library. Oh, okay. All right. Ellis, nice. Pleasure to meet you. You just, you just call me the guardian, too. That's kind of cool. I like that a little bit. Makes me sound cooler, you know? The gossel. Sounds like a thing Todd would call himself. Um, what? We'll, we'll keep it in mind. Um, Master is something that Todd would call him. Anyways. Um, and then also, how long have these books been uh, gone? They have been gone for... Four weeks, 
six days, 29 hours and 32 minutes and 15 seconds, 16 seconds, 17 seconds, 18 seconds. And how long are they allowed to be checked out? 19 seconds. Well, typically three or four days. 20 seconds. Oh, wow. Okay. That's that's 21 seconds. That's not enough time to read a, a, a tome. That's absurd. 22 seconds. Oh, so the people who go to school here are pretty smart. He wouldn't know anything about that. Excuse you. You just have to understand, you can read the books here in the library, right? Like taking them out is usually to transcribe something and bring them back. It's usually if you want to do some additional transcription, just casually reading them, you do it here in the library. Is there another option? Because it seems like every time we want to go someplace, someone tells us to do something and we have to leave this place we're at and come back here. Is there a faster way for us to get here? (laughs) I've given you guys a lot of different options. Y'all just chose not to take them. So let me see. He said diamond. Was one, right? Yeah, there was diamond. I gave I gave him I showed him some the diamond. That's not a diamond. Shut up. It, it shined bright. It shined bright. I'll tell you what. Hey, bud, I, I tell you what, why don't you give me your sword and I'll let you through. That's not happen. That's not happening. Oh, uh, Todd, Todd. <laughs> well, I certainly appreciate your objection to another fetch quest and the overall structure of adventuring in general. How about <laughs> you yes and the fucking situation and uh we go fuck these wizards up? <laughs> <laughs> You gotta resist the mess. That's all you had to say. That's all you had to say. How many? How many books? How many wizards? How many books? What are the names of each book? Jesus Christ! Ooh, good story. Good, good question, Tori. Who? More? Get <laughs> <laughs> to make sure we bring you back the right book. Yeah. Nope. You did the right thing. There's Harry Potter, the janitorial, <laughs> the janitorial story. No, we do not talk about. We do not talk about that one. <laughs> the story of a janitor. We don't talk about that. That one's in the the deep, deep shadow library. <laughs> There's one that's about mystical plumbing called a Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I think I read a Game of Thrones. Is that about the two brothers? That fuck. <laughs> I, ironically, yes. <laughs> the two yeah. plumber brothers <laughs> oh, sleep so- together. They're twins. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, a Game of Thrones. That one about the incestuous plumbers uh, who vie for control of their father's plumbing business while having sex in pipes. There are pipes. A lot of turtles in that one for some reason. There's the Tabaxi, the Warlock, and the uh, the Dresser. Yeah, that one's real fucking preachy. There is um, the Never Ending Orgy. Is that- <laughs> yeah. Are these from your personal collection or is this for the library? <laughs> this just sounds like your Goodreads list. Uh- well, yeah, th- yeah. There's a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I, I, wait. I was. Wait, wait, wait. I thought these were tomes about- Hold on. Just hold on just a second. (laughs) There's one thing that has to be done after somebody says the never-ending orgy, lest we invoke the curse of that book. It's a cursed tome. So I'm going to say it, and then y'all got to do it. (laughs) We have to sing it? (laughs) Yeah, not doing it. The never-ending orgy? It's the never-ending orgy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the song. I am a youth. I hate it so much. I hate it. One fucking take. That was amazing. Uh, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now these are all just going to be sex books. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, you started. <laughs> these are your books, my guy, not mine. Just smut. I don't know you. <laughs> There's Poon oh. about a splash trader oh. uh, who uh, goes to the desert oh. and has some sexy encounters. Poon. P-U-N-E. Oh, got it. Yeah, Poon. Wait a second. Are, are these books all being checked out by the, the, the Dick Wizardry Association or something? What is happening here? <laughs> it's funny you say that because Dick Wizardry actually started with these guys. Not these guys that you're going to, to check the stuff out from right now. They are the Society of Avant-Garde Wizardry. 
And they pride themselves in pushing the boundaries of magic in weird directions. Mm. This It's where Dick Wizardry got its start. But, you know, Dick Wizardry has been studied enough now that it's developed into its own field, both for men's health as well as the onlay of curses, all kinds of good that has come out of Dick Wizardry. The current batch is a little bit more, I don't know, um, they don't rise to the fucking grandeur of Dick Wizardry. Let's just put it that way. Hmm. You know, they make they make things for that. Last I heard something about a rhino. No, what? What? The Lays of Loch Lamora. Mm-hmm. Wait, are we, are we achieving all of these books? Yeah. Yeah, you got, we're going to need all of them. We're going to need all of them back. It gets real lonely down here. <laughs> the Fellowship of the Ring, but not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> Red Walls, plural. <laughs> the Last Eunuch Porn. The Last Eunuch Porn. What? Doesn't make any sense. I mean, guys, we could find a diamond, right? (laughs) (laughs) My life in the bush of ghosts. I don't even have to do a lot of work with that one. I think it'd be easier than than, than 45 bucks. (laughs) Grabbing all these horny books. The Dark Tower. Um, so finding a diamond feels like that should be pretty doable. However, finding one the size of his fist, uh... Maybe? James and the Giant Peach? I don't think I wouldn't even touch these books. <laughs> the Bone Clocks? Can't you do that with your, like, your magic stuff? You could like <laughs> make a diamond bigger with magic? Uh, Is that not a thing you do, Fate? The Crystal Cave? Or make him smaller. <laughs> there you go. Make, make <laughs> his fist the size of the diamond. Yeah. <laughs> I like where she's going. I like that idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. I like that idea. Watership Down? You know what I'm talking about. We shrink his fist. Yeah. What if we have to shrink his whole body? Just, just his fist. fist. Just teeny tiny hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where the mountain meets the moon. I think we got our solution. Let's go. We'll be back. <laughs> the buried giant. He's just going off on a tangent. While he's thinking and saying these things, can I take a look around the room? The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride is just a good book. It's just the original Princess Bride. <laughs> I just like that one. It's a classic. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> It's like, it's a, it's a classic. Just belongs in every fantasy list ever. You can't go wrong with that. I think we've done this bit as far as we need to go uh, at this point. So yeah. So y'all just need to go grab those books. So are we not doing the the shrinking his hand thing? Is that not still on the table? Do any of you guys have magic to shrink stuff? I believe I do. But fate has no intention of doing so. Oh, narc. That's, that's what he is. Narc. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he is. He's soft. SOF capital T. Nerd. A real wizard would try. Mm-hmm. Just, that's what I'm saying. A real wizard recognizes a threat when it's too close. Recognize a real wizard when you see one. <laughs> you looking mighty unfamiliar, <laughs> You looking mighty unfamiliar. <laughs> now, I don't know. I don't know how many of them are going to be in there, but I will tell you uh, the main guy's name is Dickard. Dickard Craven. Dickard is kind of the head guy over there. He actually, uh, funny, funny that you should say something, comes from a long line of Dick Wizards, but has kind of bucked the family trend and gone a different direction. Uh, but yeah, if you if you go to their tower and ask for him, then that'll kind of get the ball rolling. And then look, man, again, my, my name carries some weight. They know if they piss me off, I'm not going to give them any books. So and I would go do it myself, but I'm, you know, I can't, I can't leave. Mm. If one of y'all would just agree to take my place temporarily, even for a limited amount of time, then I. C- that sounds like a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That definitely sounds like a trap. You don't think I'd be doing that? I don't. Oh, I mean, okay. If- what if we give you like a speaking stone and you can talk to him, like hold the phone up? Do you, Do you get threatened by people when they're on the phone, sir? It's fair. 
it's fair. <laughs> I don't think debt collector calls are really the way to go with this, particularly. <laughs> some people find those types of calls very stressful. Um, I'm sure it, it at least have some level of impact. Yeah, but not not everybody's a coward there, son. Whoa. <laughs> hey, only we can make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I get his character archetype wrong? Is that was I wrong? Am I bad? Am I bad? <laughs> nope, nope. You're right. You're right on point. Right, right. Yeah, still hurts though. I don't even think calling Fade Wizard is even a uh, uh, coward is even an insult. I think it just is what it is. Calling him a wizard. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a slip there. A little slip. <laughs> yeah, that, that's more of the insult. Calling a wizard's an insult to wizards. That's pretty hardcore there, Todd. I will say. That's uh, that's just unnecessary. How'd you know his name? Magic. It's on your lanyards. Oh, I forgot. You did your intro when you walked in, too. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, and in fact, as you asked that, Mark, the lanyards, which really up to this point were just a four by six rectangle that had the seal of Yalhavar on one side and guest on the other. Guest disappears and your name appears on each one of them, scrolled in specific lettering. And then they seem to go from like a laminated plastic to actually like a thick wooden card. They they get a little bit of depth to them. And in the place of the seal of Yal Havar, a, a slot, like a divot or indention appears. Like you could slot something into it. I've converted y'all's lanyards over to shadow library lanyards. Um, which are personalized, and you're going to need those to get to the different levels of the Shadow Library. We'll get into that when you actually get there. Oh, it's like a food and wine tour? At each spot, we get a little stamp? A little bit, but more like a um, a psychological journey into the depths of a unreality populated by your greatest hopes and fears and magical beings that uh, constantly will be trying to test and bargain for uh, your spirit or something from you in order to grant passage or to grant whatever you need in that particular level. Kind of like that. Uh, like Epcot. Like Epcot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, it's exactly like Epcot. Thank you. Yeah. Good, good. My dad would love this place. He he would, I'm sure, actually. I don't know who your dad is, but it's lovely. <laughs> Everyone's dad does. You don't see all the dads over there? <laughs> <laughs> all the dads sitting over there. <laughs> There's a lion out the back. Like, hey, what's up, fellas? <laughs> we just go here to get away from the kids when they're noisy. <laughs> They've got a really small grill over in the corner. <laughs> Measuring something. Just gonna tape measures hell like, oh, what's this fit? <laughs> they all got their own thermostat they have to guard. <laughs> Who touched my thermostat? <laughs> uh, so I'm not gonna say you have to go fuck with these wizards, but you either have to find a way to bargain with this guy, go do the task that he's assigned you, or find some way to incapacitate him to get past and into the library proper. So he just want you just want the books back, or do you want us to just tell them to bring the books back? Like, <laughs> do you do you need the books? <laughs> uh, let's see, diamond the size of your fist, or go give a bunch of guys some stern talking tos. <laughs> yes, I want my books back, man. I'm just making sure. Do do we have a? Are we authorized to use lethal force if they don't want lethal? To do, oh. What, <laughs> Eldrin? Are you? To, I don't believe we came here to kill anyone. I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad day. <laughs> having a bad day. I will tell you this. If you are agreeing to act officially as my proxy, as a agent of the Shadow Librarian, then yes, that carries with it certain uh, certain freedoms to, to enforce bylaws of the school. We would just need to uh, need to agree that that's what uh, what you want to do. 
See, I don't like that. Yeah, see, the, writing it down and <laughs> making it official is the part that I don't. Listen, I've I've never needed I've never needed official documents to put the beats on somebody. <laughs> and what about this the silver thing I got floating around? If you can catch it, you can have it. What are you, what are you talking? Did I? Did- I pointed at my pentahedron shard. <laughs> my clear body. What are you pointing at? I I can't see it. What? What are you? Is there something? Is wait? Is that is that one of my books in your goddamn body? Hold it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you at least have to sign out for that. Um. So how between like I, I understand that Ellis is standing between us and like the next entryway down further into the library, right? How much distance is there between us and that exit? Let's let's be clear. It's not an entryway so much as is a portal into a pocket dimension. Ah. Okay. So similarly to how you guys walked through the door, but it was also like walking through a membrane into a like into a demiplane. So there's another dimensional membrane. Yeah. So past him. There is this archway that has like a solid swirling black. It's pitch black as night with the occasional swirl of this green or gray, almost smoke, like smoke rippling across the water in a circular pattern that then drifts off. Occasionally, it will look like almost a, like a face appears in it for just a second, screaming. It might bow out for just a second, like somebody's trying to push through before it snaps back. It is both a portal and an airlock and a membrane than it is just a, a doorway. And you're not sure what's on the other side of it. You can't see through. Mm, gotcha. Let's go beat up some nerd wizards. <laughs> uh, activate telepathic bond. Everyone, can we just uh, like run past him and see if he, like, we, we should be able to just go around him, right? You don't want to fight him. You try. You just want to run past him. I'm just saying, like, if he can't stop us, why let us, why let him stop us? Why do you think he can, can't stop us, though? He just told us he can't leave this place. I'm just asking you all, do you think we can just make it past him? Do you have some sort of turn undead thing that maybe could help us run past him? Me? No. I don't. But I do have the ability to teleport a decent distance. So you just literally just want to run. You don't want to do any other. I hope it just it becomes a door and you just smash right into the door just because you can't pass it. Wait, why can't we just go get the books? I don't understand. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the book seems like a fine idea. I'm fine with that. Let's go get the books. If we if we don't want to turn his hands into miniature hands. Yeah, that was the best idea. <laughs> that was a great plan. That was what I was thinking would be the easiest way. That was a great plan, by the way. Tiny hands. Wait, wait. So normally you all you all hate having to go out of your way to help somebody else or do all these fetch quests. And the one time I'm objecting to doing this. You, you objected said- to everything that we did. The tiny hands is what you should have done. That would have been funny. Yeah, that's like right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> you had this grown man with tiny hands for the rest of his life, or at least until the spell ends. <laughs> I bet he's done it too. I bet he's checked out what tiny hands look like on himself one time. Like he made his hands small just to see. Exactly. So probably knows how to do it makes everything else look bigger exactly wait yeah exactly yeah <laughs> wait i want to i want to could you imagine wiping your butt with tiny hands <laughs> <laughs> it's the joke the joke is forever yeah you have stopped us from having this joke yep no no so no to tiny hands no no yeah so you don't get what you get no now we gotta have to go and go get these books the old-fashioned way yeah i will say the tiny hands plan also hinges on a tiny diamond. Bob, Baba, could you try and make make some sense out of any of this, please? Oh yeah, tiny diamond would have been tough, but let's just one step at a time. Hands first. I would like to just go get the books. 
Really? You too? T. All right. I don't always agree with Todd, but I think in this case, he is 100% correct. <laughs> tiny hands is the way to go. Tiny hands would have been awesome. <laughs> I'm not about to shrink this thing's hands. Just Let's, let's just go get the books. There we go. <laughs> all right. Let's go. All right. All right. Consolation prize. We got to shrink somebody's hands eventually, guys. We got now. Now that's the. Then Maury goes in between Eldrin and, and Todd's like, we could do the tiny hands after the books. <laughs> It has to get done. The tiny hands are always on the table. <laughs> oh god! All right, so we're gonna. We decided we're gonna go to. We're gonna go get the books back. Decard Craven. Okay, yeah, because y'all have been standing there for like up two minutes, staring at each other intently. It was real weird, y'all. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I didn't know what was happening. You need to understand how weird that is, right? Clearly, you're all socially awkward, and I appreciate that. But um, just staring intently at each other for uh, a good. 90 seconds is not normal behavior. You didn't see the eyebrows moving? Do you not have any friends? Ma'am, ma'am, I'm an undead guardian. Uh, so that's a no? <laughs> I have a ton of friends. What are you talking about? I have <laughs> thousands upon thousands of friends. We all hang out together here in this little tiny room. Uh-huh. You can't see them? Oh my gosh. You can't just sit sit in silence and, and just stare at them and you just make a connection. You just, let's try it. Worry splooches out five eyes and stares at him. <laughs> okay. Um, so do we end up with y'all going? Is that what? Is that where we ended up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening right now. We're going to get the books. Yeah, it was our second choice, but... Uh... Uh, y- yes, Ellis, we're, uh, we, we have decided we will go ahead and, uh, go and fetch, um, the books, uh, on this, uh, on this, uh, small quest you've given us. Um, so yeah, uh, we shall return. Um, could have been a small hand quest. Just saying. That's kind of derogatory, man. It's y'all aren't fetching something for me. You're performing an important civic duty. These are books that I need for studying. <laughs> now it just sounds like he wants to read the porn books again. I That's where this bit ended up at. That's y'all's fault, not mine. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that is Tori's fault more than anybody else. It's absolutely Tori's fault. <laughs> completely. Y'all started this. Said Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I'm just was reciting the plot of the book that exists. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that is true. That is true. You know Tiny Hands would help him with that, right? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've seen Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> Hold me closer, tiny hands now. <laughs> he gives you directions to a, a wizard's tower at the very, 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 very back of the campus proper. It isn't in the same territory as the guild or chapter houses where you met the tieflings. It is more tucked back really past everything as if it's been relegated to an area to try to keep it out of sight. So as you approach, what is the formation as you deploy? Fate should go first. Fate forward, yeah, for once. I'm be behind him. Dog out, no dog out, Anthony. I haven't put him. I haven't put him away. He's there. Right. You got to remind me, right? I'm here sometimes, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. The cat's walking his dog. Wait, are you riding? Is it like because I technically I I am big enough for you to ride? No, no. We're indoors. It's unnecessary. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we got Fate leading the way with Baba right behind. Reluctantly. Reluctantly. Mm-hmm. Baba right behind. Yes. And then what? I'll, I'll, I'll be behind Baba. All right. So you guys wind your way back with Baba and Todd flanking Fate. Maury periodically wandering off, <laughs> getting distracted, picking up whatever isn't tied down on the way there. 
just give me a D6 roll real quick, Maury. Let's see how many items you've yeah. blooped into yourself by the time that you get there. Ah, two. Two. All right. So there's definitely a guardian gnome <laughs> floating around inside Maury right now and uh, what looks like somebody's backpack. <laughs> Oh my god. Like a little knapsack floating around inside Mori. Knapsack, knapsack. Yeah, it had a face on it, but it looks like it has since suffocated in a horrified fashion. (laughs) You round the corner and there is a tower that is exactly seven feet tall. It looks like somebody took a wizard's tower and shrunk it down to be like an outhouse size or like a pump house. If you've you've lived out in the country, you had a a little building that held the pump that drew water out of the well. Hmm. But other than that, it is very much your stereotypical wizard tower. Well, not stereotypical because, you know, the ones in Taliesin are are really bonkers. The ones here have extremely detailed architecture. This looks like a a wizard tower is if drawn for a very plain children's book. Solid blocks of gray stone fit together to go up seven feet in miniature, crenellated top, that nobody's on or at the moment. There might be a trap door up top there. You don't know. You'd have to climb up and look. Normal size door just sitting dead center in the front of it. Wooden door, brass door knob. Hmm. Normal size. So like, you know, standard like six foot tall door in a seven foot tall building. Yep. Jesus. Okay. Um, all right. So we, uh, we're going to approach, uh, but you know, fate and his false bravado as we get in closer, start slowing down, hoping that like Bob or Todd will accidentally get up front. Oh my but God. Eldrin's also right behind him. So he's kind of stuck. Yeah, I'm making sure you're in front. Yeah. So yeah, just a uh, knock. Overly, overly harshly knock because I'm trying to project confidence that I clearly don't have. All right. Give me a athletics check then. Let's see how, let's see how impressive this knock is, fate. 18. Fate manages to wrap mm-hmm. out a pretty decent narc knock on, on the door. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And there's no response. Hello? Oh, see, he killed it there. <laughs> um, we've been sent uh, from the uh, from the library. You have to tell him that the Guardian. We are uh, 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 emissaries of Ellis, the, uh, the, the, the Ellis, the, the, the Guardian of the Shadow Library. Yeah, that was good. Has sent us to reclaim uh, some property that you have uh, had in your possession for far too long. You tell him, tell him, tell him, babe. Say it with chest. A slot in the door appears. Like it, it wasn't there before, but all of a sudden the outline of a sliding little view port draws itself onto the door and then slides open. Uh, you can't see anything through it other than a pair of eyes. Somebody looks out. Uh, what, what, what do you want? Why, why are you here? You have something that belongs in the Shadow Library. You've had it for um, well past your due time with it, and I am here to reclaim it. Turn over the books. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, who are you? I, I didn't get your name. Uh, my name is not important. What you do need to know is that I am here on behalf of Ellis, the Shadow Librarian's garden. Guardian. So, so you're just, you're just rude then. You're just, you're just very rude. It was kind of rude. It was kind of rude. You could just give me your name. Just a simple question, Fate. I just, I, I asked your name. It's not, it's a simple question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I... I understand it's a simple question, but... Don't give him your name. Would you like to know my name? I would not. I simply want the books. Oh my god, that's even ruder. And the little slot slide shut. Well, um, Todd? That's the best you can do? I believe, um, as far as doors go, uh, it's your, you're up. So that was the best, that was the best intimidating you could do. Just gonna ask once. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, every other door we've ever approached, you didn't even bother to intimidate. You just kicked it. So at least we attempted once. You guys wanted to go get the books. 
So let's go get the books. So, so once again, you need me to, to come do your job. This was your decision. Listen, I, listen, I'm not opposed to kicking doors, but I just want to let you know that you you need my help. Just say, just say, Dickard Craven, your smuts overdue. <laughs> yeah, bring us the porn now. Your smut <laughs> is over, Dickard Craven. The smut you checked out from the library. You need to return it. You've had it for too long, Dickard. The smut. Wait. I like this idea. <laughs> Embarrassed. We should start yelling out the, yeah. the, the titles of the books that you got. This one right here. Uh, overdue by three months, the never ending orgy. <laughs> the never ending orgy. Uh. When you say never ending orgy, a, the door swings open and a robust halfling steps out and goes, ah. <laughs> he steps out. Uh, that is, you just, I can't. I can't, um, I can't give the books up. I'm still, I'm still using them. For four weeks? <laughs> That's a lot. Bro. I believe you can recheck them out after you give them back. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm in the middle of a very important project. I just, I can't, I can't just give them up. Look, I appreciate that you came here. Um, uh, if you say you work for the librarian, that's fantastic. I respect it. Good job getting in there. Most of you don't look like you would have the, the smarts to figure out even what a library is. Whoa. The door is open. I'm going to slip in behind him. Ooh, give me a... Give me a dexterity saving throw. Saving throw. Okay, Okay, I'm going to use my inspiration to re-roll that five. (laughs) Ooh. And get a... Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a six. Which is actually lower than the five was a seven. So now that's a six. Mm, okay. So we're going to go with that seven. Mm-hmm. As you guys are debating with Dickard, a halfling mage of some kind, you guys see Maury ha- has pressed herself up against the tower and was kind of sliding along like she was going to be able to mural herself in. And she <laughs> hits the door and there's a bright flash and she is pushed back. We're going to roll a D10 and see how many feet. uh, Actually, let's do this first. Let's see which direction she's rocketed back because she (laughs) could potentially hit somebody. So let's do a D6, a two. All right. So she has rocketed out directly into Baba. Baba, give me a dexterity saving throw. 15. All right. Mori smashes into you, but good news is neither one of you are going to take damage. Bad news is is you get enveloped by Mori for a second as she passes over you. (laughs) I'm so sorry. And which means Oh, I've, I've seen what that's like. <laughs> so sorry. I'm going to need a Baba flashback scene. A flashback inspired by this situation that Mori will now experience in the first person. Wait, what? A flashback of what? As Mori passes over to you, uh-huh. she experiences a moment in your life okay. from Baba's past, like as if she were you in the first person, and you feel Like she glops onto you with enough momentum that she's just going to pass over you. But in that second that you guys are are together, there is this weird conjunction, which then gets amplified by your pentahedron shards. And uh, what, you know, just thinking of things that might be top of mind for Baba, he's here enforcing some rules. He's here dealing with fate. Okay. He's going through a moment where he was instructing Zuide on like kind of the rules of combat, whatnot, and what he should be doing. And he gets distracted by some attractive tails <laughs> that rock by. 
<laughs> and Zweede catches him off guard. Oh, no, not the breakneck. <laughs> yeah, Zweede catches him off guard and uh, uh, gets the best of him in the moment. Okay. More you flip past Baba having, I would, this would, again, would be a weird, roll for weird boner moment. Do I say, do I, say, do I roll for boner now? <laughs> <laughs> It would be Maury, but that doesn't apply, so. <laughs> Roll to create boner. My pseudopod. <laughs> oh. So many, so many pseudopods. Ah! <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so as you guys see Maury try and sneak in and get bloop blasted over Baba for a moment, you see Dickard who had ducked down as she sailed over him goes, The League of Avant-Garde Wizards, a symbol. <laughs> Cool, gang. Didn't uh, remember to see where I was going to cut this episode before I started recording these. So first half, huh? Mmm, amazing. Okay, cool. Announcements this week. Happy holidays, first of all. No matter what you celebrate, as long as it's done in a thoughtful and caring manner with your friends and families around you, we celebrate it with you. A reminder, we stream Mondays, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Twitch. Another reminder, we are launching an actual play in that time slot at the beginning of the year. Now, the actual plays, not going to be every week. We are still going to do community interviews, which we're scheduling right now for 2024. So if you know somebody that you'd like us to talk to, let us know. We'll reach out. Character creation contents, one shot in the dark, just all the fun stuff that you're normally used to. But a couple of nights a month, we are going to live stream an actual play. Starting in January, that'll be in January 22nd and January 29th with returning friend of the show, Wendell, guest DMing four of the goons in a short, probably Eberron arc. These actual plays won't always, if ever, have anything to do with the primary campaign. They won't always, but mostly will be Dungeons and Dragons. The only thing that is certain throughout the bunch is I will not be DMing. We're planning on focused tables for Black History Month and Women's History Month, so be sure to follow us on Twitch. Be sure to check out that schedule on Twitch to see what's coming up what week, because we are updating that more consistently. Get into our Discord so you can communicate with us directly, provide feedback, and find out the most current news. If you want to interact with us on social, Blue Sky, Threads, Facebook if you're old, Instagram if you want to look at us. Okay, but look, the Discord's really the best thing. But yeah, get over to those other socials. Check it out. And hey, while you're out on the internet clicking on things, you know what we want for Christmas? We want you to pledge to the Patreon, but what, you know what we'll accept for Christmas? You also leaving us a review or giving us five stars or, you know, subscribing and doing all the fancy stuff that podcasts always ask for because it really does help tell the algorithm we're important and we crave your approval. And hey, speaking of approval, I would be remiss if I were not to encourage everyone listening to this between now and January 1st to join our Discord, link in the show notes. And if you're already in our Discord, be sure to send me your nomination for The Goonies, the legally distinct intellectual property that is our end-of-the-year award ceremony for our cast. I will be doing some community awards on top of that as well. What are the categories, you might ask? And I would say, why the fuck are you asking me these questions? I swear to God, just one thing. I ask one fucking thing of you all, and it's follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. Can we not get a little creative spirit once in a while? It's whatever you want it to be. Make them up. Make 
them up. You don't have to come up with multiple candidates for it. Come up with one thing that you want to recognize a cast member or a character for, a moment for from the previous year. Shoot it to me in the Discord. And January 1st, we will hold our inaugural first annual, I'm saying them both, suck it, Goonies Award Show. It's the biggest night in our podcast. Todd's already gotten a couple of nominations, and unless you all want Todd to win the awards and force me to rename them the Toddies next year, then you better get me those suggestions. Cool. That's going to do it for this week. Back to the show. You hear a pop at the top of the tower, and there was a trapdoor up there, and four wizards appear up at the top of the tower, and let's roll initiative. Oh, how about that? 22. 18. Oh, Turner. Nat 20 for the wizards. All right. What? Oh, no. Yep. Oh, Nat 20 for Anthony, too. We'll give it to Baba first, since it's a 21. Go get that work. What is this? I actually got a decent initiative roll. I'm still the lowest. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Baba with a 21. The Wizzes with a 20. Then we've got Eldrin with a 19. Well, Todd with a 22. Wait. <laughs> Todd with a 22, but not a nat 20. So you will go third. Yeah, but I said, yeah, I still should go Eldrin. Yeah, you do. And then what would you get, Maury? Nine, 18. 18. And what would you get, Jazz? I got a 16 total. Good God. Those were some fucking yeah. ridiculous <laughs> initiative rolls. That's what I'm saying. I was like, yeah, that's a good initiative. Oh, I'm still last. What the hell? Two nat 20s, but with Baba's bonus, I'll give him the edge with a 21, a wizardly 20, Todd with a dirty 22, Eldrin with a 19, Mori with an 18, Jazz with a, just a meager 16. <laughs> In white robes, You've got Dickard, which is a halfling wizard of unknown variety. Up at the top of the tower, you've got a Goliath wearing red robes. You've got a Herengon wearing yellow robes, a lizard folk wearing green robes, and a human wearing blue robes. Do they hit any like fighting stance? They crest over the... They again, you force pose up at the top. Absolutely. <laughs> For sure. All right. Bobby, you're up. How tall is the tower? It is seven feet tall. Oh, so they're not there very far. No. Oh, this is inside the tower, right? They're on top. You guys are standing out in the front door. Okay. Yeah. Maury tried to run in and it was bounced off. How are that many? It's bigger on the inside, Fade. Okay. It's magic. No, no, no. I'm talking about, I, I didn't think that the area, like the circumference of the tower was big enough for that many people to be standing on the outside of it. It's, it's got a larger top that's wide enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crowded up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dickard is standing in the door. They're shoulder to shoulder up at the top <laughs> doing their Ginyu Forest kind of cheerleader formation. But don't worry, they're coming down in a second. Cool. I'm going to Hunter's Mark Dickard mm -hmm. and then attack. Okay. Roll to hit. Oh. I'm smiting. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh Jesus. I'm smiting. Oh, 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 oh. I'm smiting. Oh. <laughs> you got to tell them why, though. But first, say why you're smiting. I'm smiting because I crit. Okay. Second in a row. Give me a DC 16 charisma saving throw really quick, please. Oh, they just do your crit out the window. No, no. The crit stands. With a plus 10. 13. Good God. So that is less than a 16? Yeah, it is less than a 16. 13. It is less than a 16. All right. So Dickard is a provoker. His particular magical school is all about making people fight other people. God damn it. Is that what Todd is? <laughs> so as you attack, 
He uses his reaction to redirect blow mm. and hope it's Todd. Don't say it's, Todd is not even here. <laughs> you hear him say, get the wizard. <laughs> and go ahead and roll damage. And what level smite were you planning on doing there? You might die. Not in the face, sir. Do something. <laughs> Counterspell. <laughs> Do something, sir. <laughs> um, was that a spell? Okay, hold on. Wait. So can I switch places with him? And hit myself? What? <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. That doesn't even make sense. I gotta hear this one. <laughs> I will allow it. <laughs> because that is your pentahedron ability that as you hit him, you then swap places with fate and will have stabbed yourself. What? Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, that's the way the ability is set to work, is that you were able to swap places and take the hit, so... Oh, my God. Yeah. I will allow it in this particular case. Okay. Like, we, let's let's go over all options first. Oh, no, no, roll the damage. Okay, never mind. And you know you would have used your max level smite, so don't fucking hedge on which smite you would have used. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with Oh, my God, this might kill Baba. <laughs> so that's just the Asmanium. I've seen you smite with for hit like 60 points, sir. This is Yeah. This could be ugly. You would have sneak attacked too, I do believe. <laughs> I, I would have. You didn't say that though. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't get to that point. That's true. <laughs> see, you should have just waited. You should have seen see the provoker should have waited. No. Oh my god. Yes. Jazz would have been dead. We would have been count we would have been singing it's so hard to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> they all do weird shit. Fifth. Five. Yep, that'd have been my ass. That'd have been my ass right there. Okay. Are you done? All right. One more thing. Can I wails from the grave? What exactly does it do? It allows me to do half of my sneak attack damage to someone else. Yeah, I would say that you could use that on somebody else. It actually says within 30 feet. Two damage to one of them. Okay. All right. How much did I take? I thought it was 55. You're right. 55 points of damage. You might want to use some movement speed and get the hell out of here. <laughs> Because I don't know if you know this, they hit next. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Could Fade have just counterspelled his cat? Like, was it a counterspell? I asked if it was a spell. No, it's not a spell. It's not. It's an ability. It's not. Okay. I just was, I was just asking. And that's his provoker class reaction. Now, the spell he's going to cast on his turn, you certainly can try and counterspell. So that, that was my first attack. So can I use my second attack against him? You would still be under the effect of the spell, so you'd have to use your second attack on fate. Can I pull it? Go ahead and roll the hit for me. <laughs> okay. That that answers that question. I can't I can't I can't pull it. <laughs> nope. Go ahead and roll the hit for me. Oh my god. Fate does a twenty one hit. N not the face, not the face, not the face. You can use it if you want. Yeah. I don't need him doing no more of that bullshit. All right. Wisdom saving throw DC sixteen fate. What is he doing? What happened? Yeah, 16. Oh, my God. Nope. Nope. Okay. He shrugs it off. 21 will hit. Go ahead and roll damage. <laughs> now, you don't have to smite. There you go. Seven. That's, that's a, that was a one. Anthony's out here just doing as much damage to anyone in his warpath. So, seven points of damage, fate. You see Baba raise his Yikula in hand, just stabbing towards this little obnoxious fucking halfling, divine power of the ancestors clacking around it. Tanage stepping forward from the shadows to stab him. You see him go, whoa, get the other wizard. And Baba just feels the compulsion hit him. He pivots to stab into fate, realizes how fucked fate would be. You see the just the abject terror in fate's eyes. 
Baba's pentahedron shard flares into life. The second that the spear touches Fate's skin, Baba immediately swaps himself around. Reality folds over on top of itself, unfolds, and Baba is standing in that space with the spear in his own chest for 55 points of damage before drawing it out. And then as he goes to whip his own blood off of it, shanks Fate in the thigh for another seven points of damage. Can, can we get like roll for Fate? heing himself because that he should have done something <laughs> as fate sees this spear hurtling towards him he invokes the not the face not the face not the face mask you see the scroll work from the not the face mask the silvery net that normally passes over him for a second before the sanctuary kicks in baba just just like shrugs at it like what the fuck do you think you're doing and stabs him in the leg anyway what just happened jesus and i don't know i i i tried to attack the wizard and it it I just reacted to the moment. There was two points of damage that was done to one of those. Bob was just hitting everybody. Which one are you using the two points on? If I can, Dickard, but if not, then... No, you can do it on Dickard. Okay. Tanage appears behind Dickard and gives him a wedgie, and he's like, ow! <laughs> that stings! All right, that's going to bring us to the League of Avant-Garde Wizardry. He, he has movement. Wait, wait, you sure you don't want to use any movement to me, Bob? <laughs> you, sure you, <laughs> you do have your movement. I mean, I... I yeah. yeah, I'll back up. Um, Death is, was on you. Is, is. Yeah, I'm back up here behind Tori. Mm-hmm. Fate, what's your, just for, for reference, spell say DC? Yeah. 16. And Maury, what's yours? Uh, 16. All right. So the Goliath hops down from the top of the tower in front of you, Fate, and looks down at you and goes, You know who faces off against Goliath, right? Do you know? No. Give me a constitution saving throw, Fate, DC 16. Oh, I don't like that. The Goliath is an illusionist. That's a 19 on the con save. All right. He was alluding to you being a little guy or a David that would have <laughs> cast Reduce on you, but you passed the save and that ends his turn. Illusionist. Tiny hands. Tiny hands. You could have done that. <laughs> yeah, tiny hands. He attempted to shrink face hands and the rest of him. That does not work. The human drops down in front of you, Todd, looks you up and down and goes... You uh, not doing a whole lot of core work, are you there? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Give me a charisma saving throw as the abjurer hops down and tells you you're looking a little flabby at the middle. <laughs> a nine. <laughs> All right. You're going to take 3d8 psychic damage. So seven points of psychic damage, Todd, as this mental energy lashes out at your self-confidence, knocking you down a peg or two. The Herringon is going to stay on the top and step up to the edge of the tower twitches ears back and forth and nothing seems to happen this turn that you guys can spot but he twitches his ears back and forth the lizard folk stands up and is going to hold their turn todd you're up sir oh man i'm oh no i'm sorry I'm one last person dicker didn't actually take his turn todd he looks at you and he goes you, you got a real bounty hunter mercenary vibe there you really should be working for us and help protect us Give me a charisma saving throw, Todd, as he casts Suggestion on you. Counter spell. Uh, unfortunately, you used your reaction to activate the not-the-face mess. Oh, motherfucker. Yep. That's twice it's bit you in the ass. Oh, Jesus. Go ahead and give me the saving throw, Todd. I don't want to. Todd, you better fucking save. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Baba's still close by, right? Todd's the only person out of range. Ah! <laughs> That's why I said I should have stayed right there. Todd's the only person out of range. I'm sorry. It's a wisdom saving throw. Apologies. Wisdom saving throw. It's even worse. That's, that is definitely worse. I think Maury sees Fate try and <laughs> cast that counterspell and then, okay, that's a good idea, and then cast counterspell. What does Maury's counterspell look like? I think it's, if you were to 
if your hands happen to be covered in slime that was really sticky and you pulled them apart and it created like a webbing of slime, like dream catch a spell. Oh, it's horrifying. That checks out. And, and like, like bounce it back. <laughs> yeah. He goes to open his mouth and invoke the, the words and make the suggestion. And this, his face stretches and sticks together as if it was made of goo and he can't quite get the magical words out to trigger the spell. So it is, it is countered. All right. Now, Todd, you're up. All right. Dude, Todd's going to smack the the guy who has no reaction in the face. Me? What did I do? What is his name? Dicker. Oh. What is this? What are you rolling for? No reason. <laughs> what, are you, what are you rolling for? No reason. Your go. Does the 20 hit? It does. I don't know what he's saying, man. So you would like for me to verbally say sneak attack so you could- Yeah. So you could do something. Abs- absolutely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to do it. <laughs> Yeah, but you know I'm going to uh, roll for damage with my sneak attack. All right, you see the lizard man who has had his turn held this entire time. He goes, more like weak attack. (laughs) As he swaps out the word sneak for weak, being a substitutionist. And so now you're going to roll your normal damage with Echo. Then you're going to roll your sneak attack damage and subtract the sneak attack damage from whatever your regular damage is. Wow. It would have been 27 points of damage. It was 12 piercing and 15 sneak attack damage. Okay, so you heal Dickard for three points of damage with your attack. <laughs> you see Todd pull out Dos Echoes, lunge in with the first sword, and have the wizard go, more like weak attack. And then a weird glow suffuses over Todd, and he turns the blade flat and pats the guy on the shoulder, loosening up some muscles, healing him through three points of damage. You do still have your offhand attack, Todd. Is that also succumb to weak to, to this? It's the one action. So if you had multi-attack like Baba, yes, it would be both attacks. But since it's a separate bonus action, no, it's not. All right. So offhand it is. No. 19. What? 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 I can negate crits. Oh, no, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, 19 will hit. Four piercing. So the three I gave him is now one. Yeah. This is stupid. This is... The second Dos Echoes goes, uh, this seems counterproductive, Todd. I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> All right. Like, I, I, may, I, may be, I may be moving backwards. <laughs> oh, are you going to move? Are you going to run away? I just... You bravely run away? I'm not bravely running away. This is a, a strategic uh, position like the Mighty Ducks, sir. Behind other people? No, it's the V. It's the wing. I'm getting, I'm getting in it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Wouldn't Todd be in the front of the V, though? Like... Leading the V? It doesn't have to be. There's already it was a V right there. Mm. It's fates in the V. Uh, I don't think it is a V. Like for it to be a V, it's got to be a <laughs> wing and it's more of a triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, shut up. <laughs> 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 All right, Eldrin, you're up, sir. I am going to use my action to cast Conjure Animal. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to conjure two giant eagles, two giant plant eagles. Ah! Yep, coming in to, to fight for our freedom. <laughs> so the little little lawn next to the tower uh, all of a sudden bursts out with plant life. These two shrubs appear from nowhere and weave themselves into giant eagle topiaries, which then break their roots free and take flight. His pentahedron shard flares into life, and he summons his giant topiary eagles. So, Baba's dog, is, is he on the field? Does he attack? Or is he- I'm still here. You gotta remind me that I'm here. But does he attack, or is he just, just not? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can attack. Baba just had to tell me to. 
Yeah, it, is, it does have a, a bite attack. Primer Steed. Uh, does he automatically just share the same initiative as Baba? Yeah, we're just going to say he always goes right after Baba. I have a right. Because we're going to need a bunch of everything we can get our hands on, apparently. It's all magic users. It's so stupid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Normally, you'd be like, oh, I'm just going to slice this magic user up for like one hit. There's too many of them, man. They, they, they got tricks on top of tricks. Doing too many fancy things for time. Mm-hmm. Got it. Oh, all right. Eldrin, dude, what about your eagles? Do they go after you? Yeah. I guess they do, yes. Fucking Pokemon fight now. Summoned creatures are friendly to you and your friends. Roll initiative for the summoned creatures as a group. If you don't issue a command to them, they defend themselves but do not otherwise take no actions. 17. <laughs> Still rolled higher than Jazz. 17. They'll go after Mori. Um, so, cool. All right. Mori, you're up. Mori looks at this situation that popped off after kind of just being blasted back from trying to just slip into this building, still picturing those beautiful, sleek Tabashi ladies. <laughs> Been talking about smut a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Fight time kind of starts to like glow as they cast Hunger of Hadar right there in the middle there without getting my friends a 20 foot radius sphere. Okay. So opening a gateway to the dark between the stars. I think Moria's just kind of thinking, all these guys are all, all bunched up. I, I just need them to just stop hurting my friends. And uh, doesn't use the spell a lot. Opens up this this portal in a 20-foot radius sphere of blackness and cold appears. And the void is filled with a cacophony of soft whispers and slurping noises. That's really inappropriate. <laughs> oh, what is it? Uh, saving throw or? Yes, it is a dexterity saving throw. You open up a gateway to the dark between the stars, a region infused with unknown horrors, 20 foot radius fear of blackness and terror. The void is filled with a cacophony of soft whispers and slurping, just really slurping. No light magical otherwise can illuminate the area and creatures fully within the area are blinded. Creates a warp in the fabric of the space. The area is difficult terrain. Okay, so automatically takes 2d6 if it starts there and then dex save or takes 2d6 acid as otherworldly tentacles rub against it. Caliente. (laughs) And I'm going to quicken that. And then since I know their locations are currently just shoot a firebolt straight at the guy in front of me. Okay. Uh, 17? 17 will hit. Yay! Six fire damage. Okay. Eldrin, your eagles go. Okay. Mori has summoned a black hole on the top of the tower on top of the wizards. There's this swirling void, uh, a portal that reminds you of the space that you've seen in RNG's planetarium, except, you know, sexier because the moist tentacle noises coming out from it. Slurping. Yeah, slurping. Slurping and, and tentacle noises. You have a weird... Moyle flashback, and it's your go. I'm going to go around. Okay. Does the black hole affect everything, or is it just hostile creatures? Any creature that starts their turn in it takes 2d6. Any creature that ends their turn in it makes a deck save or takes 2d6. How high above them is it? High enough that they'd have to be in it to attack. I, I want to take both my eagles and try to grapple two of the wizards. Okay. They're going to be blinded when they fly in. So, God, blinded grapple checks. It would just be like an attack. It'd be disadvantage. But, but you don't hit for grapple, right? Do you not? There's no real clear-cut rule on this, but it also feels like just letting them fly into a black hole and, and grab these guys automatically when they can't see them just doesn't feel right. My whole plan is getting fucked up by this thing. Oop. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. They haven't moved from exactly where they were at the edge of the little circle. Yeah, but it's, it's one thing to fire something in there. It's another to dive in there and grab them. You know what I mean? 
we, we can do this one of two ways. You, I can require an attack roll at disadvantage, or I can give them advantage on the slither free check. Since you're going to have to kind of feel around and try and grab at them. And that it just feels like if somebody was trying to grab you in the dark, fuck it, let's just do it. I, I don't want to uh, get too deep into the rules on this. So which two are you trying to grab? Dickard. He's still in the door of the tower. Your eagle would be able to grab him, but he would be like in the doorway and isn't going to be able to move after that. He's got 80 feet of flying. He's a giant eagle and it's a six foot tall door. Like he's going to have to cram himself into a door in a black hole. Fair enough. Let's go. Let's go with the human and the herring gun. Uh, roll your grapple checks for your eagles. They have plus three. All right. So plus three to whatever the roll is. These guys have a minus two to strength. Oh. 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 That's 18 and a 20. All right. You got both of them. So I'm grabbing both of them. Yep. You succeed on both of them. They're able to swoop in, feel around, and wrap their claws around. <sighs> Okay, uh, I would like to use the rest of my movement to fly straight up. Okay. And then can I drop them in the same turn? I have to wait till next turn. And that would be the next turn. I got 80 feet of flight. Yeah, so let's just do 60 feet up for both. All right, that will bring us to Jet. So blue and green are now way up in the air. Like you just don't care, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm going to use my pentahedron ability and start lecturing unnecessarily. <laughs> Because I just really don't understand why we have to go through all this violence for just a simple library book return. I mean, all you have to do is take it back. I understand you, you like your smut. But I mean, honestly, if you use it for this much, for this long, you're going to get desensitized to it. It's not going to be any good anymore. You should at least go in and cycle something else out to be able to use something else for inspiration to be able to do whatever it is that you're doing with these books. I just, this really doesn't make any sense. Just take it back, check it back out, and you're fine. Why are we going through all of this? And then I cast Confusion. So DC 16 Wisdom saving throws for the three of them. Yeah, they get plus three on these. Fail, fail, pass. For the third guy, which is the provoker. Uh, my shard. My shard? Yeah, you're going to need to do that before I roll my saving throws, man. Oh, does it? Does it? I thought I said I could do it after. I mean, you can do it after, but you've already cast the spell, so they've already made their saving throws. So, yeah. You saved, right? Yeah, okay. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, Okay, cool. And also, I would have had to target one of them. It doesn't let me do any. So. Anything else? Uh, Yeah, two of them being confused. And then I'm going to back away from the uh, melee air range. Uh, take a step back towards Baba Todd. Back to the top of the order with Baba. Uh, I will lay on hands for 30 points. <laughs> <laughs> Figured that was coming. <laughs> it feels good to be there. I'd have been crying for help the whole time. Give me some uh, Give me some description on that. Feline grooming maneuver. I started rubbing all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thinking about those Tabaxi women again. Flashback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doing the old nipple move. Oh, no. <laughs> oh! <laughs> what have I wrought? I brought this upon the world. You don't want to keep asking me to describe Lay on Ants. <laughs> <laughs> Licks Paul, rubs face. Yeah, just start tending my wounds um, slowly. Oh, no, not slowly. <laughs> okay. The dog will attack the red guy. Uh, it's going to have to cause him to step into the hunger of Hadar. He can't do it from an outside? No, you're going to have to step in. Well, he misses. And how much movement does he have? 40. Okay, can, he can back out since he stuck his head in to bite at the guy that's in there. Yeah. 
All right, then that'll bring us to the wizards. The two that are confused need to roll d10s. And that's a concentration spell? It is. Let's just, hold on a minute, they're champ. They go in a specific order. The provoker is going to step out. He's going to take 2d6 cold damage at the start of his turn. Yep, takes 2d6 cold damage first. Uh, Five. Five points of cold damage. The provoker is going to step out. And take a look squarely at you, Fate, and squint his eyes and point two fingers at his little halfling eyes and then two fingers at your eyes. Mm-mm. Nope, we're just not going to do that. We're just going to fourth level counter spell. Okay, that spell slot is gone then. Cool, then he's just going to stand out there. Then the illusionist uh, is going to roll, what, a D8? D10. Roll the, roll his cold damage, Maury? Seven cold damage. He gets a six. Uh, on a six, uh, the creature doesn't move or take actions this turn. Then he's going to stay in there. He's going to have to do a dex save. Boop, 16. Passes his dex save, so it doesn't take the acid damage, but is still in the darkness of the realm. What if Maury is out there? <laughs> Maury needs to declare that on her turn. Then what about a three <laughs> for the uh, for the Tulpamancer? Uh, also, creature does not move or take actions this turn. All right. You can do deck save real quick for him. Boop. He does not pass. So he's going to take 2d6 acid damage as well as the cold damage. Roll 4d6 for the Herringon, Maury. Okay. Four cold. Ooh. 11 acid. Okay. So 15 total. All right. And then Maury does a 16 hit. <laughs> Yep, sure dang does. You feel this invisible giant fuzzy fist slam into your torso. <laughs> and we all know Mori's a little bit pliable, but it still comes with enough force that it's not just a punch. Like a punch Mori would you know, not have a whole lot of problem with, but this is like the blow from uh, any force damage spell. It, it carries with it a, a little bit of extra energy into it that slams into your form. Oof, this comes out of the sphere? Who's this coming from? This comes from the Tulpomancer's invisible friend. Oh! Tulpomancers create invisible imaginary friends. And the Tulpomancer's giant invisible rabbit friend just punched you for 17 points of damage, Maury. Oof. Give me a con save. What kind of damage? Force, you said? Force, yeah. Force damage. Ugh. The cheesiest of damages. Nat 20 on my con save. Oh, very nice. The the sphere stays up. You can see these giant rabbit uh, footprints flipping around, uh, around you and bobbing and weaving. Up in the air, the substitutionist. Eldrin, give me a charisma saving throw. Oh, my best set. And I wish I wasn't being carried by my pet flying beagle. Mm, that is a 16. That is a 16 that will pass. The eagle remains an eagle um, as he is unable to substitute it for a beagle. Would it be better to be a beagle? The other guy up in the air, the abjurer, really can't do anything from that damage. These plant eagles don't have abs. He's like, I don't, I don't even know what to do. I mean, it would be weird to do it to an animal in the first place, but these things are plants. I don't. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Todd, you're up. And would the, the, the provoker be in front of me? Yeah, the provoker's in front of you standing right next to Eldrin. Would he, if I ran away, would that be an opportunity attack for him? Since you hadn't attacked, yes. Okay, I just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah. And would, there's these two yellow ones. Which one? They- uh, you can't see the one that punched Mori. That's the invisible giant rabbit friend. The red one is in the sphere of darkness. So is the yellow one. So the Herringon is standing up at the top of the tower in Mori's black hole. Uh, the So is the Goliath. Um, and then the other two guys are up 60 feet in the air being held by Eldrin's eagles. But I can, if I moved up to him, I can see him and still attack him with it at advantage, right? Or because I'm not in it. The provoker stepped out of the magical bubble. Yeah, I don't want him because he's going to, he's going to try to swap me for, to hit Eldrin. 
I believe. Yeah, I mean, if you stab into the darkness where the Goliath is at, it's a flat roll. There's no, there's no advantage. So I can misty step. You have to be able to see where you're misty stepping to. I can't just misty step like right here. You could. You could also walk over there, but whatever. <laughs> but but the walk over there would be- He's trying, he's trying to avoid the, the attack of opportunity. Yeah. It's a wizard. Like He's not going to attack you for that much. I mean, you don't know. You don't know. I'm trying to do use my moves. I don't know. Like, I've got to move. I can do it. I can just- <laughs> no, you can do it. Yeah, you can teleport. It's there for a reason. Yeah. That's it. I'm using my misty step to go over here. And- Bonus action, misty step. Okay. If you misty step, you can't second attack. Oh, too late. He's committed to this course of action. What? I don't know the rules. <laughs> so, what is this? You've been playing the game for three years. I just got Misty Step a week ago. <laughs> it's a bonus action. Yeah, Misty Step's a bonus action. So your sec- your second attack, which are offhand, is a bonus action. So they're both bonus actions. Still looked really cool, Todd. What? <laughs> you don't just get spells for free? fucking roll. So I can't use my offhand? No. no. Great, because your offhand is a bonus action. Well, then let's just roll the tape back. There's no Misty Step. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, right, no Misty Step. You got it. Cool. I'm shooting the red dude with my 44. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he goes, you pull out your gun. My fofo makes sure all his kids don't grow. <laughs> Flat roll. Roll the hit. How many bullets does that thing have? Well, this one is not hitting. It's an 11. Ooh. <laughs> it says that 50, right? Yeah, you got plenty. Wait, he didn't get advantage? No, it's a flat roll. He's firing into a fucking dark blob. Flat roll. So. Yeah, you missed. All right. Are you going to do anything else? Well, now I might as well just guess, smack him with my. I, I'm done. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> you have two choices. You can stab the provoker. Yes. Or you can step up and stab the Goliath. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Flat roll. Roll to hit. <laughs> I'm hitting. I'm missing everything today. 14. 14 will not hit. So My whole plan was ruined. I just- <laughs> You take Echo and stab. You're like poking Echo into the sphere of darkness. He's going, oh, it's cold. Oh, it's cold. Oh, Jesus. Oh, burr, Todd, burr. But yeah, nothing doing. All right. That brings us to Eldrin. Uh, I'm going to sharpshoot attack the green with the mayor. Okay. Let's see. Uh, I'm just going to uh, aim my quick bow and say, say hello to my little friend and take a shot. Ooh, what is that? Is that what I think it is? It <laughs> is. Mm, <laughs> That's a crit. Nasty. You hear from in front of you, no, the other one. Go ahead and give me a DC 16 charisma saving throw as the provoker is now trying to get you to redirect your shot at Todd. Oh, no. Wait, the provoker? Yeah. He could do that to anyone, anyone's attack? Yeah. He does it on reaction. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, it's a reaction. God damn it. I was going to ask something. Yeah, go ahead. So, can I ask a question now? Ooh, this is going to be bad. Yeah. So, if I would have moved out of his range naturally, he has to use his reaction to do an opportunity of attack, wouldn't he? Correct. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Could have wasted it. Yep. Because then yeah, he, he would have been, ha- he wouldn't have taken one because he would have used, nope. yeah, he wouldn't have taken one. Nope. Not even a little bit. I'm sorry, Todd. This is really bad stat for me. So, uh. Maybe roll another crit. It's okay. Oh, oh, he did not. 13 won't do it. What's the DC? DC 16. He has a plus three to that. He passes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, thank God. You make it. Go ahead and roll damage on the other guy. You see Eldrin line up a shot for a moment, pivot the shot at Todd, and be like, nobody would know. Nobody would know. <laughs> <laughs> that makes eye contact with Baba. Don't do it. Don't do it. I've gone down that road. 
<laughs> and then aim it back at the wizard and let fly. But wouldn't that have been like some? It'd have been way too close for a bow shot. Point blank, man. I would have allowed it. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead and call your shot on this guy. All right. So I just do a little light target practice with my eagle here and uh, just <laughs> launch an arrow straight through the center mass, trying to paste him. Right in his wongo. Wow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Arrow flies right through the air, hits him right in the wongo. The eagle drops him at that moment. He comes falling down, slams into the ground to add insult to injury, at, at which point you hear Deckard go, whoa, 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 not fucking cool, guys. You shot him in his fucking wongo, man, and then dropped him. I think you killed him. Ah, uh, fucking here, take your books. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, what, the- <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's just some porn. And you see him reach inside the door and like pull out a big rucksack and fucking throw it at your feet and goes, what the fuck? Uh, uh, League of Avant-Garde Wizards disassemble. And they oh, poof, disappear God. in a puff of magic. Oh. Oh, I wanted my eagle to drop him anyway. Can I try and go inside now? The tower disappears as well. Just, it actually retracts <laughs> into the ground. like And the ground glowingly seals on top over it. Uh, leaving you all standing in an empty courtyard now. I did say lethal force, did I not? Fate runs up where the tower shrinks into the ground and stomps down one time. It's like, that had better be all of them. <laughs> you, you can't tough talk <laughs> when they leave. Hey, they left because we killed one. So, you know. So when you asked what was I rolling earlier, Todd, I rolled a D4 to see how long it would take for the rest of the league to come out. <laughs> so the League of uh, Avant-Garde Wizardry included the Abjurer, a conjugator, which uh, infected the tense of your other actions, <laughs> a substitutionist, a enhancer, a provoker, an illusionist, a democracer, <laughs> uh, a trans oh, substantiationist, and then the tulpomancer. Who's interested in democracy? Yeah, what the? The democracy, yeah. He makes fun of you and your dead relatives, and then they come back to life and attack you. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been some really weird Tanage uh, interaction there, Bob. I hate to tell you that. Oh, no. So the social way, if you guys would have tried to talk your way into it and done some persuasion or intimidation roles. Spear of Annihilation Russian Roulette was the optional way to play this out um, if it didn't go straight to combat, but Maury trying to sneak into their clubhouse <laughs> set things off. So, And we thought it was Todd who was going to do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you guys retrieve the books, uh, head back to the Shadow Library. Ellis, oh, what th- thank you. I am going to, I cannot, oh, oh, look, oh, look, they've dog-eared some good passages. Right on. Uh, just, okay. Uh, please, Please make sure all of those pages uh, separate from one another. That's gross, son. What, what, do you th- <laughs> what do you think prestidigitation is for? Don't act like you don't know that's what wizards use prestidigitation for. It, is that is that what I've could have been using it for this whole time? Yeah. Yeah. What are you fucking jerking off into your wizard hat? What the fuck is going on? What? Oh. what? No, There's a reason why most of them are cone shaped. Oh. I just I just never thought that the spell was useful. I never took the- And it cleans <sighs> up in X by X space. So many, so many- Missed opportunities. Yeah, you could have been cleaning up after that fucking Mossberg kid the entire time. Oh. Uh, well, definitely wasn't going to do that, but I thank you for the tip. Yeah, but- and before y'all act like, how does he know about Moyle Mossberg? Let's not forget that y'all are unwilling reality TV stars. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows everything about y'all. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. Let me see y'all's, uh, y'all's lanyards real quick. Oh, here's our stamp. Um, here you go. Oh, I hand mine over. You see him take out a stylus and tap them on the back, which takes them from just having your name in that that slot and it embosses around the edge. He goes, all right, now, y'all, um, depending upon where you want to go, reality is somewhat subjective on the other side and will respond 
to desires and fears and poetic interpretations of previous literary works. Um, it is a alternate shadow reality created by wizards stocking their storage on top of each other until it folded in upon itself and generated life. So I just want you to know things are going to be weird. <laughs> Whatever the most powerful being is will take control of that level of the library, and you're going to have to deal with them to get to the next level of the library. Now, generally, like I said, the, the, the beings that were born down there are all batshit crazy. <laughs> Bat shit crazy. So they're going to want some weird stuff. You just have to deal with them. If you succeed in your bargain, they'll give you a coin. Uh, and then you slot that coin in the back of one of your lanyards. And then that'll take you to the next level. So that's what that coin slot is for. You just pop your, uh, your token of passage into that. As you collect them, eventually you'll all have all your tokens filled out. If you fail their challenges, I, I will tell you, pro tip, they will bargain with you. Whoever fails the challenge will have to make some kind of real sacrifice to move on. And let me be clear, that shit that I was talking about earlier, like, oh, firstborn child, that's the level of sacrifice that we're kind of talking here. And it will get more powerful as you go, go down from level to level, right? So just be conscious of that as you, as you get into there that, you know, if you fail the challenge, you're going to have to strike a really painful deal. This is a, this is a very strange library. Oh, yeah, man. This is not a good place. I, I, I'm trapped here because I got killed by a very powerful tabaxi lich. Uh, and uh, he tethered my soul to his storage unit. Um, and then time can be a little bit weird down there sometimes. I managed to rise up through the ranks and, you know, break, fight my way all the way up to here. And then discovered I couldn't get out and then made a deal with some wizards to get a job. Um, and now spend most of my days... Uh, reading, well, dirty fantasy books, among other things. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's there's there's worse afterlifes, I guess. I could have been sucked into that giant crystal and been food, psychic food for those assholes in the Godspire. But, you know, at least here, they don't go... Wait. Yeah. You, you, you're familiar with... Never mind. Yeah, no, so here's the thing. Like, that door you went through seals behind you. And it is incredibly important that that door stays sealed at all times. If it was even left open just a crack, if something were to be stuck in there that just left it even slightly ajar, then we would be visible to Galatea. I mean, because look, there's the, the creatures that are native to the realm down there, but there's a lot of ghosts and spirits down there too, man. Like, any, any soul collection that's happened... This is where the souls get tucked because it's outside of the sight of the gods unless that door gets kicked open. And, uh, you know, that's how I, I managed to be here. That's how liches manages to exist. Shadow, like ghosts, all of that shit stems from here, basically. Now, not it's not all undead stuff. Some of it's just normal people that have chose to live in a timeless shadow realm of, of bizarre fucking reality and definition. There might be a prisoner or two down in there. The second level is exceedingly horny. Oh, no. So, you know, it like there are reasons for being down in there besides being a dead person who doesn't want to get uh, gone away. And he looks at you, Bob, and he goes, the Tabashi ancestral plane, it, similar situation. It is a, a pocket dimension, a uh, pocket spiritual dimension that was fueled by that thing in your chest until you put that dragonborn in there that keeps them separate and secluded from the psychic draw of the Godspire. And while you're hearing this fate, give me a quick history check or arcana check. Uh, 16. The second he said, leave that door ajar just a little bit, it's been bouncing around the back of your head, like the episode of The Simpsons where they form a unit and they give up the dental plan. And like, as they're drinking the free beer, in the bag of Homer's Lisa needs braces dental plan Lisa's braces dental plan it's leave the door ajar and then Galatea going I can save your mother leave the door ajar and then I can save your mother you remember this was the deal that she struck with you to potentially put your mother's soul back in her body was that you would be asked to leave a door ajar or to leave a portal open at some point and things kind of click in place it's not a decision you have to make right now 
but it is a decision you will have to make as you leave the library on the way back out, whether or not you want to do something to interfere with the membrane sealing, exposing this area to the Godspire in return for your a potential rebodying of your mom. So, on that note, sigh. <sighs> You guys make your way towards that barrier. It parts and oozes to the side for like a parting of the Red Sea. And you see, it's not just like a single door or, or membrane. It's a very long hallway that opens up as you walk through it before it leads to a rickety, just hanging out in the, the middle of space. It's like you've walked out onto a long pier that hangs over a nothingness as dark as Maury summoned earlier. Um, but it's not, it's, it's like a stone hallway that doesn't have a, uh, like a ceiling to it, just a long stone hallway. So not fully like a pier, but this extended space that if you were looking at it from the outside would be extending over nothing. At the end of it, there's this wire cage elevator suspended from a cable that leads up into affinity. You know, if you were to look down over the edge, it just is this yawning pit of blackness that goes, goes nowhere. Y'all step in the elevator and there's a hand crank and you crank and crank and crank and crank and it lowers down for an indeterminate amount of time before it comes to a shuddering stop. The door swings open and you step out to a formless expanse of blackness and nothingness that you can see exactly opposite you, like a little shining light that it feels like that might be where you need to head towards. And as you move forward, you start to hear something that at first you think might be bats. There's a squeaking, like, that as you get closer, you realize it is the sole of a shoe on a like a wooden, like a shiny wooden floor. And the realm begins to take oh. dimension around you as a large, fucking, we'll just call it a gym. A large gym forms around you. Um, and in front of you, in between where you're, you've entered this space that has now shaped itself around one of fate's greatest fears is a, is a large gym. And in between you no. and the exit is a full-blown ropes course. <laughs> and standing next to you from nowhere is a demon in really short gym shorts that blows a sharp, shuddering whistle and goes, all right, who's up for some team-building activities? Uh, and that's where we'll end this episode. <laughs> the first level of college hell is P.E. Uh. <laughs> You're such a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Did I go through different ropes course manufacturers and create a random rope course table? Yes, I did. Yes, that will be in the next episode. And yes... You can be here, and hey, if you're a patron, at some point, you're going to get to uh, see that random ropes course table, just like the random party goer table and all the other benefits that you can get by supporting the Party of Five. And look, if you've been paying attention, then you already know January 1, we're blowing that Patreon wide open and taking all that creative content, all those posts that have been previously locked behind higher tiers. Bonus videos, bonus podcasts, bonus show notes and artwork and whatever the hell else we felt like. All of that will now be available to you for pledging to the show at any level. Why well, even have tears, you might ask then. And my response would be, fuck you, if you miss, or, but you're going to have to fight Dreken for it. And, you know, he's kind of wiry. So good luck. But uh, the real answer, but also much more practically, is that those higher levels are going to get some enhanced loot drops. Get over to that Patreon, 
Check it out. See what you can get. Details on the new loot releases coming soon by the end of the year. But hey, look, some of you may already be a little overextended because of the holidays. So other than a monetary gift, there is another gift you can give to the Party of Five. Tell somebody about the show. A lot of you, a lot of you are going to be at Christmas parties, family gatherings, random bus stops trying to pick up drunken Santas. You're going to be all over the place. You're going to be around a lot of people. Some of them new people. Some of them trusting people. Some of them intoxic. Some of them intoxicated people. Either way, tell them about the show. One in five people decide which podcast they should listen to next by the recommendation of their friend or from a hot Santa. One in five. If we didn't have that, that would be losing like one of the party five, like Eldrin. And if we didn't have Eldrin, who would callously murder porn aficionados? Which I am told is a bad thing. So, um, yeah, get out there. Tell everybody that they should listen to the party of five. I would like to say that, hey, don't, you know, don't worry about how weirdly horny the intro for this one is. It's, you know, that's a random thing. I would say that, but I've also heard what's coming up in a couple of episodes and holy shit. Ooh, um, ooh, Merry Christmas, y'all. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us and, and for listening and for your support. Uh, 2023, not my favorite year, giving 2020 a run for its money in a lot of ways, but what has helped me through it all, sincerely. What is uh, both some some personal and professional challenges um, is has been y'all has been the community that has grown up around this show and the cast uh, and of characters I get to play with and create with um, and have the opportunity to do more stuff with in the future. Um, it is a true delight. It has been absolutely meaningful. And um, thank you all so so very very much. Um, and uh, looking forward to 2024, Year of the Dragon. They don't get any better than that. So, once again, and always, hope you enjoyed the show. Ringo, I don't know the lyrics cause I'm a dog, what can I say?